Blog Talk Radio. back here. I don't know what just happened, but that was not supposed to be it. So let's try this.
I see you shiver with anticipation. <laughs> Welcome to Smoke Rules Radio, where in democracy, we the people make the rules. You're listening now live to Jason the Herbalist, located in Bahia Drake, Costa Rica, with our main man, Hedgewidge in Porterville. You out there, Hedgewidge? Yeah, I'm here. Blessings on all. How are you all doing this season? Oh, we are making things happen. We are making things happen. This wonderful Navidad, Merry Christmas season, because we're here to bring gifts. As Sacramento gears up to take away the Prop 215 gift, we are standing up to not let them take our presents that were fought for so hard 20 years ago. And now Sacramento is saying that only your primary care physician may prescribe you cannabis. The biggest load of horse donkey donkey manuki on the planet, especially when cannabis is still illegal. Federal-wise, why would any federal, why would any primary care physician risk their license to write one of their patients a script for cannabis, let alone a recommendation for cannabis? So come in about a year, I think we have about a week left for any of these doctors to write 20, 30 descriptions, recommendations a day. Then, come week two, they get fined and can lose their license. Right now, this is happening. There's no one that's been giving any recommendations that will last longer than a year, maybe two. Come the end of, come 53 weeks from now, every single dispensary in California is going to be losing over 80% of their clientele. Numbers that I can confidently make up because it's so true that no primary care physician is going to give out ganja cards. Nobody it's is. A fact. Yeah. No That's the primary we're care physician already. cares. We're already seeing that problem here in it's, California. Uh, and yet, while other states tout that they have their recreational or their new form of medical, California is California's right to smoke medical cannabis is being taken from her citizens as we speak. And the coffers, the money makers, the governor, the the lieutenant governor, they don't care. They don't give a flying anything because people that are pushing the movement have enough coffers to choose whether those guys get to stay in power or get to continue doing what they want to do. Now, the moneymakers are the ones directly in line to grab all of the profits. We have our big buddy from the Napster days working with the Pfizer people and the Reform Ohio people to make uh, a tax and regulate act that is going to do nothing but tax and regulate your freedoms. Now, I don't see any reason why this would need to happen. Yet, for some reason, there's groups that want all the cannabis money to themselves. 
as the market emerges out of the gray area, out of the black world, the, or the green market, I'd like to say, but the black market is where cannabis has sat for so long that as cannabis world has been trying to come together and legitimize the need to bring health and happiness to people through medical marijuana, the system is seen that people are enjoying it, and that can't happen. People cannot enjoy their medical marijuana no more. People cannot enjoy having a dispensary or a club that has music, that has health effects, that has all these different types of cannabis, edible. California's had too much fun. Big Nazi poppins running the state are taking it away. The police, the ones that wrote this AB 266, SB 243, and 643, oh my lord, they've, they've got themselves woven into such an intricate mess of controlling what happens with medical cannabis that it will be a lot easier to try to find a parking spot in San Francisco during a parade. When people are no longer able to choose to medicate themselves, the system will choose for you and to what amount. You can only carry a certain amount with you. It seems like to enforce all these new rules that are being brought down across California is going to require higher new thinking of police departments, enforcement, and mental brutality. As right now, more people are getting arrested for cannabis in the United States than ever before. Uh, people think that these laws, these things we're voting on, that these police officers out there actually care for what we believe in, has got to be the biggest fallacy in the world. Protect you from yourself. And that is what the police systems are doing and with their money and their coffers, they want to keep marijuana illegal so that they can justify their giant tank cars they're having automatic weapons in civilian neighborhoods and justify, we're not even going to go into gun-free zones, how dangerous those are. Right now, California is at the precipice. We are going straight in reverse. We are going before 1994, possibly even before the 70s, when cannabis was, it was, it was a new wave thing going on. I'm talking about a year before I was there, so I've, I have to kind of dig in a little. But the thought of cannabis, it was people could get arrested for it, but it's like they had their set laws. Now the laws are compounding, and there are so many more dangers cannabis and penis in California than has ever happened in, in California's life. Now, we can't run to Oregon because Oregon's saying you've got to live in Oregon for two years before you get recreational or their version of recreational cannabis. Yeah. I have this, this whole stuff. I don't know how, how people are not being driven crazy. It's like no one is paying attention. They're sitting in their little puffed up cloud of smoke in their dispensary that they've spent near $100,000 building because they want to make money or they want to heal the people. I don't know. But what they're doing is healing the people. But it's so important 
them to be paying attention. It's so important for them to be paying attention that this world is it's going down. It's such on the downward spiral right now. And the only thing that can help us is Jack Hare. Jack Hare Initiative CCHI 2016. This show is all about the candy. All about the Jack Hare Initiative. Right here, we're talking about a one-page initiative that brings freedom, that brings hope, that brings care, that brings what other groups are saying, legal dope, if they want to. So let them call it whatever they want. But in a world of freedom, I can choose to do what I want if it affects me and does not affect negatively my fellow citizen of these great American lands. Very simple. That's what our forefathers fought for. They fought for get beyond unrepresented taxation and just pure bigotry that the Redcoats choose what happens to people. Being low-class citizens, lower-class people, that's what the police and the system thinks about every single voting person out there. They don't think you're going to vote. They know you're not going to vote. Mayor Governor Wilson, Mayor Governor Wilson got the lowest turnout of votes in gotta be freaking. I don't. I don't even know how many years. But you know what? Luckily for us, in the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, we do not need as many signatures to be able to get our initiative on the ballot. It's somewhere between five and ten percent of those that voted for the governor is required to get an initiative on the ballot. And we're coming together and we're fighting and we are going to make this happen right now. We have people working petitions, gathering signatures all up and down the state. And we are so much more organized than Jack Hare could have ever dreamed. It's giving him goosebumps. He's there. He's jumping up and down. He's feeling great. He knows that there's such a great amount of people that support the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative right now. He wishes he could be here to help lead us and rock it. But what he's done, he's lit the fire. And as the torch has been passed on to the next four runners, we are we are going forward. And let's throw down some good music tonight. Here, throw me down. What do what we listen to, my good man, Mr. DJ? Throw it down. What we're going to listen to right now, we got some should be legalized. I think it fits for the moment. This is Steve Burke, folks. Awesome. You've been listening to Smoke Rules Radio. We're in democracy. We, the people, make the rules. Just gonna stand here and watch you burn one That's alright because I love the way it smells Just gonna stand here and watch you get high That's alright because it should be legalized Should be legalized I can't tell you what it really is I can only tell you when it feels right Come back from work and wanna take a break from real life My dreams didn't work out I'm stuck here in the rat race Going to work from 9 to 6 Shouldn't be a disgrace But not in this place The United States Where we look up to Britney Spears Instead of Bill Gates What a disgrace 
How did we get to this place where our culture developed really horrible taste? Who do we blame? I can give you plenty of names. I pull my finger at them. I don't really care what they say. Look at the magazines, people, us weekly and stuff. All those celebrities, but we don't even know who they are. That's because most of us are living lives as normal as hell. That's why we like to smoke and listen to the stories they tell. And if there's something wrong with that, then I don't want to be right. So puff up, pass, and hand me the light. Just gonna stand here and watch you play Sour, diesel, purple, crystal, berry, haze Just gonna stand here and watch you get high That's alright, I think it should be legalized Should be legalized It should be legalized Congress, we need a guess on the straight. Don't pretend like you got way too many things on your plate. Our country's broke. You need to fix it today. The people voted for you. Start representing your state and regulate it. So we can end the debate and end the hate. And no one should be so irate. Because the money we make from taxes would really be great. The deficit would deflate. No need to incarcerate. Hey, Congress, stop using your head. Not everyone who smokes weed is lazy with dread. Sarah Palin, Clinton, even Obama have admitted to smoking it. So enough with the drama like prohibition in the 20s. This law is outdated. Weed is safer than booze. It's time to regulate it. And if you don't pay attention to me, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll start a revolution and then vote out your whole crew. Just gonna stand here and watch you smoke. That's alright. I think I also have a toe. Adam Sandler, one of my biggest role models. If I'm gonna do a song on weed, I'll do it full throttle. Let's name some names, just like the Hanukkah song. But instead of Jewish people, these ones hit the bong. Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, those are obvious ones. But Martha Stewart and Oprah, let's start naming the big guns. Kimmel, John Stewart, even Stephen Colbert. Woody Harrelson smoked so much that he lost all his hair. Matt Damon, Clooney, Pitt, most of Ocean's Eleven. If Angelina smoked me out, I think I would be in heaven. Bill Maher, Jack Black, Tina Fey, Charlie. Sheen, all four smoke green, so does the media queen, Perez Hilton, we all know you smoke joints, I don't judge you for that, you get extra points, Halle Berry, Richard Branson, John Kerry, Al Gore, I'm not nearly done yet, I'm gonna name some more, do you see? How this list is ridiculous, these facts aren't conspicuous, my research is meticulous, they've all smoked. And our supporters of weed, the list goes on and on, like Michael Phelps on capacity, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Justin Timberlake, what they both have in common is that they like to get really fake. Eminem, Megan Fox, Rihanna too, I know you smoke Natalie Portman, so this one's for you. Not gonna waste time and just stand by, I'm gonna...
All right, folks, we're back. You got Smokers Rules here. You got Jason down in Costa Rica calling in. You have Hedgewitch here in the studio. Um, I think we're going to break into another quick song real quickly, folks, while Jason takes a break. Um, We're going to play some Big Bad Voodoo Daddies for you. Liven it up. Get a little beat going. Uh, This is Reaper Man. Smoke Rules Radio. Hey, man, what's wrong with that cat over there? I don't know, man. I think he's losing his mind. Losing his mind? Yeah. I think he lost his mind. Cannabis Hemp Initiative 2016 coming live and direct. You're listening to Smoke Rules Radio. Or I gotta I gotta step step back and give some props to to someone who's who's lit a fire under under my spirit at some points when when I've uh, gotten into the movement. I step away for a little while, but he just keeps on pushing. Now this is the man that I will tell you is the one that's going to legalize marijuana, Patrick. Hiram Moore, one of the main directors with California Cannabis Initiative right here in California, one of my best friends that I've 
country, it feels like. And he's been coming together, working on getting cannabis legalized with the CCHI, oh man, many years ago, before there were dispensaries popping up everywhere, before there was so much momentum with the Jack Hare initiative, he was there lighting the fire, getting the steam together, getting the momentum, making everything happen for the future of everybody here in California, let alone the world, to see that through our experiences, we can bring cannabis recreational to everyone in California and the world. It's so simple. All it requires is someone who's a voter and to sign an initiative to get it on the ballot. Because once it's on the ballot, oh my gosh, you, you, it's the most simple thing in the universe. Californians, we're not, we're not used to being like third place, second place. No, we're going first. Now, if there's Californians out there that are stoked that Colorado and Oregon got their recreational going first, that they got better recreational things going on, they're not a real Californian. Real Californians go, hey, we got things going. We're the Pacific Coast. We are at the end of the world where the ocean falls off into oblivion. California, the gold rush, the green rush. You and understand what happens here in our technology-laden society where we have built so many smart people that it's preposterous if we don't get enough signatures. But we're getting them, and they're coming through. And, of course, money is helpful for signature gatherers, people that are actual professional signature gatherers. We do need more of those, and that's a fact. And so this gentleman, Patrick here and more, is working so diligently to help organize up and down the state of Los Angeles to bring the Jack Hare Initiative right here to you, to everyone. Now, this man works diligently. I'm trying to get him on a vacation. He needs to go to Belize. We need to get cannabis legalized so I can take him to Belize for a month because he's working nonstop. There's no holiday for him. He's working constantly on the initiative, making it happen. Him and his partner, Jeanette Perez, making it happen. May people out there that are listening find something that they hold so dear and you make it happen. You find a partner that also has the same fire as you and together make it happen. For so long, Patrick's like, Jason, what what are you doing? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, I've been working taking some time off doing stuff. So, Hey, you know, what's what you doing in the canvas movement right now? And, you know, sometimes I take time off because it's hard running up against a wall for so long. All our efforts to legalize cannabis, barely anything's been getting through the door. But now that prop 215 has wedged itself, the door has been wedged open. And before the door gets locked with only a tiny wedge we need to kick that door open. And we've got such great supporters going in Northern California, Southern California. If I knew everybody in the CCHI, I would, I would drop their names right now. I mean, if I just drop a few names, I feel like I'm missing a few that I can't even think of. So Patrick and Jeanette, I, I love you guys so much. And those are my favorite cheerleaders. They're getting organized. Patrick's learning about Excel. Jeanette's all over that. Patrick's personality 
brings up so much amazing thought in people, helps people think and work on initiative. Because sometimes, you know, I go to a party and Patrick, you know, he says some stuff that people aren't, they hadn't heard before. And it's so it's shocking to a lot of people. Opening people's eyes pisses people off. A lot of people like to sit in the river of denial. They want to splash in their blind world. But Patrick here more has come in and spoken to so many people and opened up so many eyes. It pulled those eyes open with the strength and power of heart and knowledge and support and freedoms of what needs to happen now here in California. We've got to spread this around everywhere. And so I've take that little segment to give some props to my family in Los Angeles that have been making things happen. And there are some people within the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative that I have not even met yet. And they're, they're doing so great. And they haven't met me. Maybe they heard me a little or heard about me. I don't know. But I've heard about them. And these guys, I, <laughs> I, you can't have such a better heartfelt group of people coming together to support cannabis. A group of people that regardless of let's say some personalities don't match, they're still in the same organization working together. That is so amazing that people are able to see through any other small differences and know that the Jack Hare initiative is the initiative for the people, for California, for the world right now. And we're lighting torches all over the state. Well, safe torches in our dry state, hoping more water comes all over the state to let people know that it's love and care that we need. Love and care. Today, I got to speak with um, a woman, Sue, who uh, works with a Wild Bills outlet in uh, Oregon and Northern California, who's had some experiences with Jack Hare in particular. There might be a possibility she gives a call in tonight, but if she doesn't, she asked me to talk a little bit about what we were talking about earlier. Her story, she had, uh, she was uh, talking with Jack Hare. I mean, she's a little sad about the story because she had, was talking with him. They're so adamant, had so much energy, and this was right before he had one of his strokes. And um, she, they're so excited about, oh, with cannabis, this cannabis, that, and then, you know, it's it's our hearts only last so long, and people have been fighting so long we have expiration dates alice b toklas if she were alive today she would be leading the movement in cannabis recreational right now alice b toklas but she's not here with us and same with jack you'd love to be helping us but as he was able to keep his fire burning and light so many more fires in people's hearts people do pass on and hopefully they pass on to us great things to do. Because sometimes when it's Saturday night, Friday night, you know, people are sitting there, what are we going to do? We're sitting there, I want to be an activist. I want to be an activist. What do I want to do? Protect the Puma, free Nelson Mandela, free cannabis, free pot. What do I want to do? And the bridge building that has happened over the years with the Dennis Perone, with the Proposition 215, with the team in San Francisco, team in Los Angeles, we're in the Jack Heron Initiative, working all over the state and all over the country to get cannabis going, building bridges, taking names, and kicking ass. Because maybe we have, the ass kicking has not been enough. 
And so we're still taking names and there's new names trying to come to the field, but we've got so much ass kicking going on that the California cannabis hemp initiative is going to be tattooed on every voting person's mind. If they have half of a wit to themselves, if anyone takes a second to realize what Sacramento has done and has completely killed and destroyed and strangled and mutilated medical marijuana beyond any recognition of what it was come 2018 if all y'all just turn off your computers right now turn off the radio stop listening go play Nintendo for three years don't do anything else and we've we've gone back into the stone ages not the stone ages the stone ages where they throw stones meant to kill cannabis supporters and that's what's happening right now and to be honest we are not helping fully ourselves as new technologies come out that actually have been around for a long time but how things get popular and just all of a sudden pop dabs the dab nation I love it beyond belief yet we've got a lot of stupid fucks out there that are blowing their houses up and making everybody look bad. And it's so horrible. Um, Sue was telling me about in Oregon, in the town that she's at, there's 15, 20 houses this has happened to. This has happened to someone during a rainstorm. They were inside doing their butane thing or propane. She didn't know, but I'm pretty sure it was probably butane. And brother blew himself up and possibly even hurt his family. Well, that's so a bad she's sitting there talking to Oh, she I want to break to, in uh, and talk about man. that with you. Oh. Um, yeah, 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 just let me just finish her story real quick. Go ahead. She uh, was talking to her mailman and her mailman said, "Oh, why don't you just drink alcohol instead? That's safer." <laughs> uh, face palm, <laughs> face palm. <laughs> well, people don't realize that, that cannabis is safer. But the problem is, is that we have these people that are out there doing stupid things and it gives us all a bad name. You know, what perfect example is people blowing their houses up. I mean, any common sense, anybody that's done any enough research to know how to make it has been told number of times, do not do it indoors. You know, it's just, it's simple straight up chemistry, and it, 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 the way I always look at that is, thank God we've cleaned that much out of the gene pool. You know, <laughs> if, if, well, if people are that dumb to do maybe. something that stupid, the sad part about it is they injure other people, and that's where the problem lies. Well, in a soccer mom society, even if someone's stupid and doesn't deserve to continue their genetics. They don't get a choice. They get to keep their genetics going until creation takes them. So and yeah. people are just being so adamant about things and thinking there's such bulletproof, fireproof. People think that, oh, this happened to somebody else, but it won't happen to me. Well, if I'm you don't smarter. look both ways before you cross the road, if you, if you don't use the brain that God gave us, then yeah, maybe it should be taken. But at the same time, 
we want, even if people with stupid brains, we need to keep alive. And so what's happening is a lot more laws in different counties and different cities, different jurisdictions are coming up with no concentrate making in any residential area as, as one thing. Um, and that right there, that's hindering rights right there, hindering yeah. someone's rights to do something. Now, if, yeah. if all of a sudden there, uh, there was like maybe a service that could come and help you out do your dabs without taking half of them, because that's how it goes. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll make I'll make your oil for you, but you give me half. That's yeah, you give me half of the product, and, and, and that yeah, that right there is profiteers. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's what the big and so problem people, is. They want to save money, and doing by saving money. They are killing themselves, and they're making the rest of us look bad. Because it's it's not like you need a, a a chemistry degree to take a tube, put a hole in it, stuff a whole bunch of pot in it, and squeeze some butane under some glass in a, in a Tupperware, and not Tupperware, but a Pyrex. That's not yeah. that. That's not a degree. And so people really like the dabs. And honestly, being a cancer survivor. And where my neck, I've had cancer removed from it. <sighs> Dabs are so liberating on the pain and the discomfort that I feel day in, day out, that I've shut out so much that the pain's there always, but I just I just don't pay attention to it. Then I smoke a dab and I'm like, oh, oh my neck feels so relaxed and calm. Whereas smoking cannabis... You know, it's nice. i got to keep smoking, keep smoking. There's a carcinogens in a joint, whereas the vapor and the oil concentrate goes right to where it needs to go. Yeah. Well, the way I always I look know. at it is, is one dab's worth one gram joint is the way I usually look, measure it out as. You know? So if totally. you're right, it, it's a direct hit. I mean, it, it's... I put it to the equivalent of someone that that would do a morphine shot as far as being able to alleviate the pain instantly. Without the addiction. <laughs> Without the addiction, yes. Yes. And the uh the the body harm that comes along with that because THC and CBDs have been shown to be regrowing bone and tissue and regenerating there's so many studies going on right now that it is imperative that we make cannabis legal as soon as possible because there's a lot of other things out there that need attention to. Medicinal mushrooms need attention. But the thing Absolutely. is, that was... most people do not understand the brain that they have and they freak out. Mushrooms have been around mammals since before they were mammals. Creatures on this planet have been eating psychedelic mushrooms and experiencing connections with the universe naturally since before we were even able to evolve. Well, tying this in with the season we're in, tying this in with the season we're in right now, the reindeer are known for eating mushrooms. The fly aragots, which is one of the most powerful psychedelic mushrooms that we have to our access. And they are known to do dig through the snow just to get to them. What kind of animal? The reindeer. 
I'm trying to oh, tie it back into the season here, folks. <laughs> but yeah, that's where the yeah. that's where the legend goes. I mean, I watched I just watched a video today about the reindeers consume them on a regular basis. They hunt them down, uh, as do many other creatures. Am Amanita mascara? No, not the Is mascara. It, the the uh, fly aragon. The red oh, ones okay. well, with I mean the, that. the white dots on them. No, that's that's uh, that's Amanita mascara, I think, where it looks no, like the uh, Santa Claus hat. Well, yeah, it's oh, also okay. known as fly aragon. Hmm, and that is half uh, LSD or lysergic, uh, LS, lysergic something. I don't know, lysergic acid something, um, where it's half ergot and half uh, chemical compound. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know as much uh, purely on the scientific area of of acid, uh, but I do know that it helps people with uh, brain hemorrhaging and cluster headaches. And there also is a form of bromelain acid that does not get you as psychedelically high, but also helps with cluster headaches. So there's all these other medicines that are currently illegal that need to be liberated also right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. On to the next one. One on to the next one. That's one thing, too, about that they've been finding out in studies with the uh, uh, psychotropic mushrooms is that it also helps erase traumatic syndromes in the brain. And basically what it does, it lets you release that from your your mind and and you know basically get it out of your out of your system. I was just reading a study on that the other day. Nice. Nice. And cannabis itself is considered a psychotropic um uh, a hallucinogen, if you may. But it's yep. not exactly the same thing. <laughs> not quite, but it, it does still help with the uh, pineal gland and decalcifying the pineal glands of the um, brain. Uh, so cannabis does. cannabis does, yes. It nice. helps decalcify and clear it up and, and clean up that area of your brain and, and actually stimulate it again, help building up the synapses in the brain. Yeah, I, I I definitely I definitely believe that with uh taking dabs like I was mentioning right in my neck becomes a, a lot softer and possibly in that same area decalcifying is also what I'm feeling. I'm it's hard it's hard to say exactly what I'm fe- feeling when I take a big old monster dab and I'm not saying like I take little dabs, like you know, you hang out with a bro who's like he blows his own outside makes his own oil, but he goes outside like smart people that want to continue living in there. <laughs> and he's throwing big giant dabs, and, I'm, and he gives me a dab like he usually has. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's crazy, and so of course I do that a few times, and I think all dabs should be that size now. Yeah, well, you build up to it. It's like when I go to these cups that I go to uh, in California here, 
the, the week before I build myself up so I can handle going through the show and doing dab after dab after dab from different people. You know, you have to build yourself up to it, folks. You can't just jump into do dabs and think you're going to survive. You know, <laughs> you know what's going to end up happening is ruining your night and going to bed. Yeah. Uh, so you got, you got to start off small, just like when you started smoking marijuana or cannabis. You start off small and work your way up. Do not jump into a giant dab. And if you're new at it, let the people know you're doing it with that you're new at it. And usually they'll show you the courtesy. Yeah, that's, that's so wonderful. I uh, At one of the hemp expos in, I think it was at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, I, uh, I don't know, it was in San Jose at the hemp expo. The, uh, by one of the booths, I can't remember the full the full name, of course. I'm like just talking about, hey, what about the 20 dab challenge? He like looks over at me and we smile, and then he starts packing me dabs. I was able to make it to 10 before we needed to take a break because he had other people coming up. But at 10, my sinuses just totally just. But I made it to 10. I was so proud of myself. You know, with only two breaths in between the dabs. He must have slipped the master cushion on you. The Master Kush dabs instantly clear my sinuses. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, and I I actually use it as a therapy when I'm having my allergy attacks. And uh, I'll do oh. a dab and just it just completely clears my sinuses up again and, and takes away that um, eye pressure that I get with my sinus problems. Like I said, nice. cannabis so, so got, has a multiple... Oh has multiple uses and each person has different things that the cannabis will work with, you know, and, and each thing, each strain works for a different thing, folks. You've got to, when you get into to using it as a medicine, you have to learn what works for best for you. Now, I don't know about you, Jason, but when I started, the first thing I ever tried was blonde Lebanese hash. So I didn't even start oh, yeah. with marijuana. I didn't even start with cannabis. I started with concentrates. Oh wow! So that was back I, uh, in nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, nice. Well, I think I, I think I was six or eight years old. Ate a plate full of brownies. <laughs> totally remember going to the kitchen, climbing, climbing up to the, the top cupboard pulling that plate down and eating them all. Oh. I don't remember anything said. <laughs> oh. I wonder how long it took your parents to realize that you were sound asleep. <laughs> oh, did you got any more? Uh, what are you thinking about? There's a little more music on, and we'll come in. I'll, I'll, I'll share with the, the cannabis life here in Costa Rica what I've, uh, I've, what I've found and learned. All right, folks. Well, we're going to put on some of the whalers right now. This is Bunny Whaler, and this is Rules This Land, folks. Get shot. 
Welcome back to Smoke Rules Radio, where in democracy, we, the people, make the rules. You're listening to Jason the Herbalist and Hedgewidge, live from many places on the planet with the CCHI, California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. What is going on? Here's a fun little fact. I'm visiting Costa Rica and asking about the cannabis out here. This place is highly humid, and most the entire year gets 12 hours of sun. Now, anyone who is a seasoned grower can tell you that constant 12 hours of sun will make the plants go premature. It's such a conundrum. The uh, plants growing here in Costa Rica that I've been able to see so far uh, not the living ones, more like the pieces of brick weed, taking me back to the days on the Mexican Riviera where I smoked cannabis off of the brick, where you break it off and you pull out the seeds, and it always had that flavor to it, this Mexican brick weed. Now, who knows what was in it, but it definitely is not cannabis of California. So I, I can explain that here. to you, Jason, if- I can explain that to you. What happens is with the brickweed from back then and back in those days, um, what they're doing is they're crushing it. And when, with the seeds in it, when you crush the seed, that oil gets into the, the cannabis, into your flower. And that oil itself is what's changing that, giving you that terrible hot flavor. And that's why they started originally using blunts, actually. They were wrapping the 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 brick weed in a flavored cigars so they could hide the smell of the brick weed and hide the flavor of the brick weed. A little bit of history for folks. Nice. What I'm finding here in Costa Rica is the weed looks near exactly the same. I'm I'm going back some years. Uh, I was at San Diego State for some years too. You get an ounce for a hundred bucks back in the day. Of some brick weed, or eighty bucks even of some of some bricky, and gotta bring all the seeds out, and the shit was giving me a headache. I mean, get me a little stony. It was cheap, but it gave me a headache. Now, on the flip side, here in Costa Rica, the herb looks very similar. It is very ugly. It's smashed together. You gotta pull out all the sticks and stems and seeds and all that, and then and then. It's like got this weird brown, like dark brown, oily look. And now I've I've tried it in a few different places here in Costa Rica, and it all kind of looks the same. And smoking it is a different story. It's not like the primo crano that we're used to in California. It's uh, <laughs> actually pretty, uh, and it's got some stoniness to it. I was very very surprised. Like, looks can be deceiving. Now, when you're in a foreign country and someone hands you oregano and you like smoking marijuana, you just smoke that oregano, even though you know it's oregano, but call it, your brain call it marijuana because we enjoy to smoke as a human society and we built up these, these habits. I would, I would proudly say I've, I've built up a habit of smoking so many joints per day or so many dabs per day that 
that we go to a foreign country where cannabis is not exactly legal, we want to keep smoking. And what's the next best way to keep smoking? Well, let's bring the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative to Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Like we, did, like we did with the med- Well, that's what we did with medical marijuana. California started it. And look where it is now. I don't we have like 38 states now that have a medical marijuana program of some shape or form. So true. So true. So if we can get the CCHI to pass through, we can push it not only through the United States, but we can also start the agenda on the world too. And I'm finding more and more um, countries are, are moving towards legalization of marijuana or cannabis. Yeah. Some some form of recreational slash regulational. Like, even though it's regulated, it's still there. It's just you don't get – it's not as free, but still, it's still coming through the door. So that can always be used to excuse that you have your medical prescription and such. And that's what people have been using. They've been lying to themselves for so long that, oh, it's just for medical. That's all. Well, if it is just for medical, society is sick. And society is That's true. I don't care if someone's using it recreationally. No, they're using it medically because society has some sicknesses that need to be cured right now. Uh, let me go back into the, uh, the 12-hour life cycle here. The 12-hour life cycle in Costa Rica very, very difficult to grow. So I've been talking to some people, and they've been telling me that you know the plants they start up, they got the twelve hours, and they start to get big. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, it's been twelve hours of light, so it's about to be eleven hours of light. So we got to start budding, but the plants don't get that big before they they start budding. So what I've heard is plants need to be grown indoors uh, through the vegging stage. And then put outside in December. And then you get three months of the light getting brighter and brighter, and it doesn't trip out the plants as much, so the plants can get a little bigger. And then the next huh. thing about the cannabis is because it's so humid out here, it's near impossible to cure anything properly. That even if it's put in, a, in a, some kind of curing chamber, dehumidifier, uh, bring it out, and then the, the cannabis just reabsorbs all that moisture. So getting wow. cannabis dried out here is a big issue. Now, a lot of herb comes from Jamaica. That's where a lot of things are coming, and they're being imported into the country through Limon, through San Jose, through the big cities, and then spread out to the rest of the cities. And it's being spread out to the rest of the cities uh, because a lot of tourists come and visit, and they're in the cannabis. A lot of locals are in the cannabis, and it's something that's here. It's something that's not going away. 
Well, it's so important. It's happening slowly but surely. Did you see in the news today, I was watching a video where the ISIS troops over in um, Syria were out there burning marijuana crops that the locals were growing to keep their economy alive during this war. Go on. And uh, they had videos on the Internet about it. And I was, I was almost laughing because of, of course, we all know where ISIS is coming from now because it's been exposed so much in the media lately. Um, but it's the same agenda, you know, wipe out a plant that, that's actually helping the local citizens or the local um, indigenous people. So they don't have something to survive on and they have to go refuge. Totally. Uh, that's very parallel. Al-Qaeda did the same thing over in, well, the Al-Qaeda did the same thing when they were in their height over in Afghanistan. And, uh, and Pakistan, they wiped out the opium trade over there, and it was its lowest ever. And then our CIA came in, we took over over there, started wiping them out. Now the opium trade is at its highest peak ever in the last hundred years. So that should tell you something right there, folks. We aren't having a war on drugs. We're having a war on supply. Interesting. That's so true. And a lot of these facts and such, they try to hold from the people, try to squelch the information, because they just want people to stay addicted and to stay stupid. And that's the thing about cannabis. You can't get addicted, and really, you don't become stupid. You become very smart and intellectual, because it helps us free ourselves from the toxins of society, helps the mind float free helps ideas bounce around, helps creativity, helps artists. There is such the longest laundry list of how cannabis helps the mind, let alone the body, let alone society, let alone the individual choices and freedoms that it's it's like it's almost like on purpose it was made illegal. So we as a society would have to stand up and fight for our right. And in, so, and in doing so, we create a stronger society because our freedoms of choice are paramount and it's utmost important to be able to respect someone's choice. If someone wants to go drink, then let them drink. I'm not going to let that fucker drive, but if they want to smoke, let them smoke. I'll let them drive because no studies have ever shown that cannabis kills. Cannabis just doesn't kill. It's like the only vice for humans that is not a vice. The only sin that is not a sin. It's these things that certain groups, the DuPont people, the um, the the, uh, the Freudian groups that came and are messing with society and playing on society's fears and what's what's the biggest thing? Oh, the children. Be careful, the children. The story, the studies I read today. Usually, I, I'm reading a lot of stories on this, on this uh, radio show. But uh, the story I read today had to do with studies of children use, 13 to 17 years old, 
over the last year and years beforehand. And this study has been going on for 20 years. And they're finding that with recreational and medicinal marijuana, cannabis use among the youth has flatlined. It is not going up dramatically. It's not going wild out of control. Kids are going to do what kids do regardless. I believe 15 years old is the legal age it should be to make one's choice for cannabis. As a human society, we're marrying people off at 13. Humans just we're do not understand our that. Yeah, we don't understand our own history. Our own history has been kept to us, kept from us for so long that people think, well, we've got to do what's right. Well, who told you what's right? They've made these these lists of laws over and over and over. People are just trying to be good, and they're just trying to follow the laws. But who's making these laws? These laws yeah. are not there for benefit. They're there for the benefit of the corporations. They're there for the benefit of squelching human freedom and spiritual expression. Just to destroy it. So these laws are there to hold back the Chicanos and Latinos who smoke cannabis. They're there to hold back the black African-American people who have been impoverished for so long because society, not the society, because certain sections of the society have made so many laws to hold the lower class down that what they've done is made everybody lower class is in the society's eyes nobody is responsible enough to take care of themselves the society says you can't look after your kid well we barely need any information to keep that kid from you so yeah. society you don't need an excuse there. you have to prove that you are are capable of taking that kid taking care of that kid in court yeah and it's so it's like less is needed to prove that you are incapable to take care of a child than any other laws in the country yeah. i mean there's just oh a few people think you're going to take care of the kid bam go there's ins after you sign uh, social services after you yeah. so it's the same thing We've just got so many laws that keep growing and growing because we want to protect everybody because every soccer mom cares. And if one soccer mom doesn't like anything, then the other soccer moms agree that that soccer mom's right, even if they have no idea what that soccer mom's doing but because <laughs> they're a soccer mom. Because we gotta make I think you don't have soccer moms. <laughs> no, I love soccer moms, but just in the sense that a person – who has their own bubble family that lives in their gated community trying to make rules for people that do not live within their sect of society. That's the biggest thing going on. These rules are not carte blanche across everybody. These rules are made for specific situations, but what they've done is they've tried to envelop everybody within this bubble, but people just, just don't fit. We don't, it's like they're circular, we're square. You know, we don't fit in their pegs. But well, what they're trying to is, force is people. We, we, we make a law that 
people can't do something until it's our kid that gets caught doing it. And then they have a fit. You know, that's what happens mm. in a lot of cases, you know, where if you really look at the statistics on the arrests of cannabis, more blacks are arrested than whites, yet the blacks and whites smoke at the same ratio across the board. Totally. But more blacks are arrested because they are being harassed more and caught with it more because it is a more social drug instead of a violent drug. And it's also a safe drug to arrest people on. People that smoke marijuana don't carry guns around with them and aren't looking to blow away, blow away cops. But if you go after a meth head or a heroin addict or someone like that, yeah, they're going to take a pop shot at you. So they'll take out a, a cannabis user in a heartbeat because it's a safe target. We don't fight. And it's people that smoke cannabis are more in touch with our roots as a human, as a mammal, as a creature on this planet, and we're under, able to understand and respect other creatures out there, possibly even increasing um, psychological awareness. Uh, I think the term is being psychic or such, be able to increase parts of our mind that a lot of people have not paid attention to, that the scientific community cannot put its finger on it's not the easiest thing to test about uh, if someone's psychic or not. But cannabis, I believe, helps improve communication without words, even over distances. It's like you can. It's like so many times I can tell you right now. You're sitting, you're hanging out with your your buddies. You guys are smoking. You guys. He starts to say something, and you finish the sentence, or you just look over. You don't even need to say something, and all of a sudden it's just like you agree with what they're thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that exactly. So far-fetched in the streets. Well, the way I like to put it is that cannabis allows you to stop thinking you can't do something. Mentally. You know, we've been told over and over and over again, you can't do that. You can't, you know, use your mind to do that. You can't see this. You know, it's not there. It's your imagination. You know, so on and so forth. Cannabis lets you move to that point where you're saying, you know what? I'm done thinking that. I want to see if I can do that. I want to see if my mind can go that far. And it allows you to to, to push that envelope or uh, punch a hole in that curtain that's an illusion. Such an illusion. And we don't have the Dr. Spock's guide to being psychic. We don't have the knowledge that's been passed on to humans how to improve their pineal gland communication or their frontal lobe communication, whatever, wherever this psychic part is located, that we don't really have the exercises on how to do this. That You look at any couple that's been together for years and you can kind of see that they're, they're on their own plane, if that makes sense. Like how they communicate with each other. It's like they're, they know what the other is going to say. Uh, they they just have a way of playing their ping pong. They're, they're paddling back and forth and understand each other because subconsciously they may realize it or not, but they're connected through the universe through such a deeper way because they think about each other so much perhaps that they're able to get closer together and understand and hear each other, maybe even through vast distances. I, 
I, I don't I don't know how how everything works because I I have like such an imagination. If everything in my imagination was true, I I <laughs> I have the awesomest I have the awesomest world ahead of me. I wish everything in my mind that my mind and ideas could come up with were were true. You know, I, I so 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 much do. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, I accept that a lot of things I think about, you know, it's I thought of it, you know, it just came up out of my head. You know, it's like some people say they hear like voices, but or they hear themselves on the inside, or maybe they do hear the thoughts of somebody else. You maybe one-sided, they're connected to them, or maybe they're they're just really in tune and are very spiritual. I have a, a family member who who hears stuff in the ether. Who there's voices that talk to her. And honestly, I'm like, don't tell people that shit because human society is not ready to realize <laughs> that we're a giant antenna, that we can pick, that each human can pick up information across vast distances. And where's this information come from? A giant ether, the Merkaba, um, some kind of spiritual divine. Some people want to call it Jesus. Some people want to call it Buddha. Who knows? But these thoughts are there, and maybe it's just our own self-conscious talking to us. That's our, our mind, body, and spirit working together. I mean, there's so many different ideas out there. I'll go, I'll go off on imaginative ideas for hours, for sure. <laughs> I was just going to get ready to jump in there with you on that. Why don't we break through some music and uh, let some people relax and, and get into those thoughts right now? I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to break in some island of B&W. This is Egyptian lullaby, folks.
Super News presents the Master Debaters. Tonight, marijuana and crystal meth will master debate about drugs. Three, two, one, master debate. I guess I'll start by saying that I think there are good drugs and bad drugs. And it's time we started differentiating between the two. Exactly. We're good drugs, man. So let's stop the insanity, you know, and finally legalize crystal meth. That's a horrible idea. Well, no, but, but for medical reasons, of course. Medical meth? Yeah, man. If the doctors say it helps cure gout, then why not let Grandma gack out on some tweak, you know? Okay, no doctor has ever said that. Oh, did you hear that? Do you hear that right now? Oh, my God. What is that? What is that? Oh, God. Wait, that, that's my heart. That's my heart. Wow, that's loud. You're made out of battery acid and drain cleaner. Hey, man, can I trust you? Because I think the government's against me. They should be. The CIA has an army of spies watching me 24-7. And that's why I hide in the bushes in front of my house every night with a steak knife. Folks, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Meth makes you paranoid and crazy, unlike pot, which is totally safe. Safe? That stuff takes away your motivation. I mean, do you even have a job, like me, breaking down boxes at the Safeway 17, 18 hours a day? No, you don't. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. I need water. Just quick water. Come on, bro. Look, don't you want to have sex with strangers in truck stop bathrooms for money? How great does that sound? Oh, God, my tooth fell out. Don't you want to go to a fish concert? No! Nobody wants to go to a fish concert! No one wants to suck trucker d***s for money. And I thought you were cool. You were the gateway drug! Hey, come on. I'm still illegal on a federal level. See, okay, the states made me legal, but the federal government and the EPA were like... Wait, no, the DEA the was... The CIA okay, is the behind everything! Federal Them and the Masons! No, and it's look, all okay, connected, I'll be honest, bro! I don't know and they're always watching it, us, so there ain't nothing we can the, do! The California because they know everything! You get I, what I'm saying? Wait, what were we talking about? I need to borrow $25,000 from you or someone why, you know. Why, why do you... Can you make that happen? No, I absolutely not. I need you to burn down my sister-in-law's house tonight. What? Tonight. And it's got to be tonight. Why, why does it have to be tonight? And I can't explain anything else to you. Okay, I should just let you talk because well, you're sort of digging look, your own grave Are here. you going to help me or not? I think I won. Yeah, pretty sure I won.
folks. This is this is what we call working for the cause, folks. Right here. Bubble gum and shoestrings. We're pulling it together. We got the highest quality LG telephone. I <laughs> that I have that I haven't been able to unlock yet, but that I have. So we're rocking. Well, you know, here let's go with this honking because I want to bust a freestyle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go maybe with this honking for the dog. See if we can bust a beat for me. Right. Here we go. We're here to free the cannabis, to liberate, to rant on this, let you know that we make a fate. We're coming in close, let you know that you chose. Come on, put on the emperor, wears no clothes. Walk around naked, go want to see bushes nuts. Let you know what you got to fuss. The mama got to open your eyes. What you want to inhale, let you know you can't have spies. Running across the world, running across the land. Got to open up with your real eyes. Break through the lies. Break through the lies. Through the cries of demolition of the demolition system of war that take away our mission. Let you know. We got to own the mission as we bring it together. We get efficient as we got the mission for our rights. Because they put it on the bottom of David Jones' locker. But you know what? We're going to jump in and rock it. Because we're coming in and we're swimming strong. Let you know we're packing the bomb. We're going all night long. We're taking the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative to you because it's live and it's what you want to live with. From the heart, from the care. Let you know what that you want to stare, that you want to bear, that you want to dare. Take it through with your tiger claw. Let you know what that we got the ball. We're CCHI, y'all. And we're coming straight from the cold. Let you know where you go and we go. But you cut your feet, you'll need your tree. But you know what? This world ain't complete. If we leave our brothers and sisters in jail with the feet, I got to show that we got it's a treat. It's a candy coated initiative by a man from the past. But you know we're here and we'll last. Scrapped it with our man Chris Conrad. There's no foe. Yeah, he gets rad about the legalization movement. But you know what? We get down and groove it. From North the coast, let you know what the most we got it in. And yo, that we toast in the SoCal land. But you know what? Woman and man coming forward to get your signature, your hand, your scribe. Because we want to stay alive because California's so oh, high among the clouds. But you know what? We're bringing the clouds. We're not doping up. But you know we're groping up with our hearts. But you know what? 
Get you to record right. that in the studio. Yeah, we, we just recorded this is dog tracks. This is dog style. tracks, yeah. yeah. Straight from the straight from the jungles. From the Hungle. Straight from the Hungle. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm my my brain here in this other world is it's is on many different tracks. i am speaking Spanish half the day. I'm speaking English not even half the day, maybe a little I mean, I learned some Spanish 10 years ago, and it's like, get my brain running, get my brain running. But what have I done to my brain? I've planted such good things, such good cannabis. There's other beautiful things out there that are also great for the body, for the mind. But three things that I tell everybody, everybody that I've met, every single person, you want to improve their life, their state of life, three things. Eat more enzymes, enzyme complexes, bromelain, papain, papaya, Pineapple, amylase, you name it. All these things to help with your body and your enzymatic activity is so important. Number two, N-acetylcysteine, N-A-C. It's a wonderful amino acid that helps detox and clear the blood. Uh, Mosquitoes were not biting me until I started to run out of it. (laughs) So (laughs) that's such amazing. My my third favorite thing is goji berries. Goji bears. I can't have them all the time. Twenty-four bucks a pound. Goji bears are amazing. Have a handful twice a twice a day. 
get very grounded, get very alkaline. And my third, aka fourth favorite thing, is a photai. It's a Chinese herb. Helps you live to 160 years. Helps you regenerate your male G. Helps you regenerate everything, turns your gray hair to black. And so those things I've been telling everybody because they've helped me find my focus. Because I'm a DDD and I joke this. I ain't joke this. I go straight and let you know what. I'm here to make my faith. I put it together. I put my bone pins up and I grab my my momentum and I roll my goal. <laughs> knock as many as I can and once them down, on to the next round. And so we're just keeping it right here, right now, up and down California State. And that's what all the CCHI volunteers are doing. They've got so much fire, so much momentum, so much love. No other organization anywhere has any love like this. I mean, I like to talk to some of the guys that hold Oregon, the legalization down, see with Colorado, see what they're up to, because they're bored. Come on over here. All the states on the same page. Well, that's what I find funny. You know, the CCHI has been here all along for folks, and when these people you know, put it, put in these other initiatives, it made me question where their motives are because CCHI has already been here. Why don't they, why didn't they put in with us to get it legalized if, unless they're in it for their own gain. Now, if they're in it for their own profit books and their own personal gain and regulation and rules, then yeah, that's why we'd, we'd make your own initiative. You know, CCHI has been there all along. Jack Hare's initiative was put together a long time ago. But the only reason we didn't put it on the ballot last time is because we were asked not to. Because it wasn't time, they said. CCHI is not a closed-door group. Every no. other group, closed-door groups. Yep. You, you can't walk into these other organizations and be like, oh, what's happening with K- the... The, the the reform Ohio initiative or or the Pfizer initiative, the Sean yep. Pfizer initiative. You know, like, what, what's going on here? Oh, I want to help. I want I want to join. Oh, what's what's all the momentum? I feel happy joining this group. These are a really great group of people. Not all of them are monetarily well off. That's that's the more true, the more heart. Because if all these people are monetarily well off, they're doing it to show off to their buddies. Hey, look, I'm helping out with this initiative with my money because I'm cool. We'll take that money and burn it up your butt because that's not what's going to bring true liberty, true legalization. People yeah. coming together and having heart and hope and care, destroying past injustices. Well, some, of these, some of these guys that are coming out and supporting these initiatives are you know people that we looked up to in the cannabis industry. You know, some of the very well-known rappers that we know of, you know, are, are jumping on board with these initiatives and it, 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 they're losing the credibility in, in the cannabis community. You know, it's, they're, you know, the people like us, that you know, you and I and the people that are, are fighting for legalization are seeing that these people don't want legalization. They want profitization. They want their own pocketbooks filled. How you like that word, profitization? <laughs> and that is exactly what they're going for: regulation, profitization, uh, destruction of libertization. 
Yeah. That's a stretch. There we go. We're going to start our own little rap session here on this. It just pisses me off. I know it does you too. You know, we, a lot of us work has been working hard on this initiative for years. And and I'm just I'm actually new to the to the group. But once again, got opened, welcomely opened and brought right in with the echelon of the of the higher group of of volunteers and coordinators, you know, and you couldn't do that in any of these other initiatives. We couldn't even get these guys to let us up on the same stage as they were on. That's how bad it was at the at the uh, Emerald Cup. They said we weren't worthy to be up there. So well, that's, that's their their that's, fault, their problem. Because who's, it's just like looking where the money is, and there's so much, so many groups that are trying to divert the attention from the CCHI. You can't divert the attention from a, a, you a moving train at you. No. People are trying no. to say, oh, look to, look to the right. But people are standing on the tracks, and the CCHI train is coming down. And we're coming fast, and we're coming vigorous, and we're coming with heart and soul. Something that no other initiative has. I don't care if there's been people in the movement for so long. They're just joining because it, they're uh, they're just joining another initiative because maybe it looks a little more formal or it looks a little more pretty. Well, basically, the CCHI, we've been fighting for so long to get these things going. It's no hold bars. We're in here. We're kung fu. We're chop suey. We're dropping kicks right now. And if groups don't realize it, that maybe we're, we're a, a part of the rowdy bunch, well, how about some of, some of the other quote-unquote supporters of cannabis that have been doing it for so long why not be like okay they understand that you know CCHI is a bit of a rowdy bunch but all it is is an initiative to get on the ballot and if people can't see past that that the grassroots organizations are not the people with the thousands of dollars these are the people with the heart and the soul and the dedication that know what needs to be done, that know how to make a good future, that know that they're not in it for the profit. Every single person CHCHI is not in it for the profit. If they were, Patrick Moore will fucking kick them out right now. Yep. If they're just yep. in here getting some money, Dizzy, uh, kick them out. Bam, they're gone. No, yeah. They're well, gone. That, well, that's what I found fine with most of us. The larger percentage of us don't even have any businesses really in cannabis industry. We're just activists supporting those industries. You know, yeah. we're and, the ones we're the ones standing up for their rights to do that. We don't need no money grubbers in here trying to get their piece so they can put their name on. Oh, I legalized marijuana. Look, there's my name. No, no, no. We're not about. Names here and there. Oh, this person did the whole thing, or that person did the whole thing. No, each of us doing our small part did something. Or, or we are doing something so spectacular that has not happened in California, possibly since the 60s or 70s, with so many people standing up and coming together. That as we polish off and make our little ragtag group look a little more respectable, because. We've been fighting for so long, our knuckles are bloody. We were tired of taking 
I had someone tell me at one of the cups that, well, we're just angry. CCHI is a bunch of angry people. Well, you can't blame us. You know, we, we're the ones out there with passion and heart that, that are pounding the streets out in this, you know, 30-degree weather, getting signatures right now. We're not paying people to, to buy get those signatures, folks. We'd love to be able to do that. We'd love to be able to do that, but we don't take – big corporation money. This isn't built on that. This is a grassroots initiative. And that's what and made this such... Say, Go ahead. I say the word angry is that we're not angry. We're adamant. Exactly. We're, angry, we're, we're adamant. And we're going to get what needs to get for California. And we're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure it happens. Because right now, such horrible things are happening in Sacramento that people are getting goosebumps when they say, but you know, if we get together and we make this thing happen, we can protect liberty. We can protect people's rights, protect the future. I mean, buddy, who's that? Sean? It's his buddies, his CIA buddies. You know, where is yeah. this money? Large amounts because they see it's a big, giant People that want to make money on it are not the ones that imbibe, are not the ones that consume. Anyone consumes pot and cannabis that has been paying attention for years believes that, you know, we need, we need heart in this. We need a state with heart. And we're getting closer to the last Part of the show, we got about five, six more. Ten more minutes. I want to uh, go off on a little, uh, a little more energy fire, and then come about uh, five minutes past. Um, so I'm gonna I do a quick outro, real quick. And uh, uh, yeah, ten well, ten minutes, and then we got the legalized song. So, uh, so I got rock out right here, and you're listening to Smoke Rules Radio. My name is Jason the Herbalist. We got Hedgewitch right here. What's up, Hedge? Hedgewitch! Uh, <laughs> has, been, has been rocking the back end of the studio so graciously. I appreciate it. And so we're going to end up merging or melding some kind of dual radio shows together, see how the future <laughs> plays out. Um, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a, a, a little five minute rant. I want to thank everyone for listening. And, uh, Hedge, right when we get close to that uh, five minute mark, just uh, I'll be just like, Liza, can you drop us some Tosh? So, All right, I'll do that. You have at it. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So, I mean, really, what's the world for? I mean, we wake up each day. Is there a reason that we wake up? Is there a point that we do stuff in the day? You know, I like I like to have a reason to wake up. I mean, I can wake up heck early. I gotta have a reason to want to do something, and what's what's someone's reason to want to do something out there to make a better world, to make a better life for themselves, to make their life easier to live? Everything is always about making things easier to live. It's not like you go out there to your driveway and be like, "Here, I like to make it more difficult to drive into my driveway, so I'm gonna break all the concrete pavement, leading up." 
because I want to make my life difficult. You know, it's it's like going to the grocery store and be like, you know, I know I, I like health, but I really like to buy the most poisonous things for me because that's what that's that's what we need to do. That's what we're pulled to as humans is to make things worse. No, we're pulled to as humans to improve the universe time and time again has sat and found ways to improve on itself over and over again. Just look at what genetics is on how a creature evolves, proves itself over time, makes things better, makes things better. Now, obviously, all the dinosaurs didn't improve well enough because they're not here anymore. We got some lizards, got some Inca stones, maybe lizards around like 40,000 years ago in South America, but there ain't no dinosaurs really left here because they did not improve themselves. They did not figure out ways to make themselves better. And that's what we're doing here as a democracy. That's the whole entire point of a democracy is to improve ourselves, to make the world better for you and I and, and the future people, to try to foresee how to keep people from having difficulties in life. That's hands down, that's democracy, to make things better. And with democracy, people can stand up and say, hey, I have an idea. Check it out. Now, if that idea gets around, people are like, hey, that, that's a good idea. Well, let's vote on it, you know, and see if a group of people are interested in something, you know. And at the end of the, end of the vote, we find out, did people like it? People not like it. It's real simple. The French had it going on. They still got some rocket things. I love it. These people are making things happen, bringing liberty to the core, to the world. And the whole world really wants to be a democracy. Some places they're so used to being a dictatorship that they need a democratic dictator, maybe, or something. But they're used to being told what to do. Well, we're bringing, well, we're telling Sacramento that the people are the ones that are the dictators. The people are the ones that are the overlords. The people are the ones that are the parents. It is the child, the children that live in Sacramento. It's the children of Sacramento that must obey what the people say and want. And we are far beyond letting some groups think that they can just call together their amount of money, come up with their legal documents to try to change things, to make such a convoluted circular tri-bill measure, such as the, the AB 266, SB 643, SB 243, to make these kind of documents to confuse and hold down the people and make it so difficult to read that it doesn't make any sense to make things in law that you have to follow. It's like, it's like saying laws, we're going to make laws that are going to make laws that you have to follow by this date, but we haven't made the laws yet. You know what I'm saying? I haven't made that yet. And, well, I want to make some laws. I want to make some laws that get rid of stupid ass laws. And this law <laughs> can of California cannabis. That's the law I want to make. That's the law 
right, everyone. Jason. Smoke Rolls Radio. This is Jason the Earless. We've got Hedgewitch on here on the line. And uh wanna wanna thank Pierre Tosh because you know, everybody's saying it right now. Everybody. Well what what are they saying, Peter Tosh? tell me what are they saying?
society did. 